Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It is definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Question of the day. The Utah Jazz are playing the Kings tonight. What chance do they have to pick up a W without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley? They're both out. What are the odds they end this losing streak? Jacobson. 100%. Really? 100%. Yeah. Or 100%. Jacob says, I think we're going for the two seed, and Scott says, not sure we hold on to it either. They're a little less than 100% right now, PK. Pump them up. You're going against the grain here, which you do love to do. No, I'm not. Pump I'm them up. The, the, if the grain is the right grain, then color me against the grain. <laughs> I mean, the Kings are going to be without two starters themselves. So that washes each other out. It's it's like uh, it's the same thing that happened in Los Angeles uh, a couple Saturdays ago. Was it was Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday, Saturday yeah. afternoon ball game. Yep, both teams were way shorthanded. Right. So do you like the guys that are available more than the guys that are available for Sacramento? I do. That one went OT, and the shorthanded Kings aren't as good as the shorthanded Lakers. Ergo, the Jazz will prevail. You got a little more confidence. Well, in they, they have better players. That's what it boils down to. And I read a stat. You know, what was amazing. Nope. So it's somewhere out there that uh, you would you were a Kings guy back there because you uh, you have some history. You worked in the market. I did uh, somebody put out that uh, uh, Rick Adelman finished the. F- Above 500 every year he coached, which was, I think, eight years. Uh-huh. And then there's been no other Kings coach in Sacramento who's been above 500. <laughs> I didn't wow. know that stat, but it makes sense to me, <laughs> given the way it has gone. Uh, I mean, they've gone through so many yeah, guys, no, we couldn't list them all. Dumb luck, you'd think. Even the Suns, who've been out of the playoffs for 11 years, had one coach finish over 500. It doesn't seem that just the, the way the system is built – it allows you to be mediocre. I mean, you got to really suck to not be mediocre at some point in a 20-year period. I'm not talking about great. I'm just talking about being average. I mean, I mean you ought to be able to fall into enough picks, even if you're the worst whoever the GMs. I'm sure there's multiple GMs, and all, you know, we know there's multiple owners, that they ought to be able to get some guys right just out of dumb luck. You know what I mean? For, for the draft. You would think, yes. But they that, haven't been able to do it. With that high a pick, you would accidentally hit on one out of every three or four players. Yeah, just yeah, just, accidentally. Just, just playing the law of numbers that you'd uh, be able to, to do that. Uh, but yet they've been so bad for so long. It's just shockingly inept. Rick Adelman, stretch. Rick Adelman was the head coach in the 2005-06 season. They went 44-38. and 38. They got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. They played the Spurs when the Spurs were really good, so that wasn't surprising. Okay, yeah, 44-38, and 38, that's decent. Right, and that's 06. So we are now in the 15th NBA season yeah. since then, and the best year was 39-43 and 43 two years ago. That hasn't been a single winning season, and there's a uh, there's a long stretch of twenty win seed twenty twenty four twenty two twenty eight that kind of thing. That's good if you're in college. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's six straight years in that range. So yeah, it's been it's been if you're brutal. at Sacramento State or Davis down the road, okay, nice. fine, we're good with that. But 
not the NBA franchise. So I look at the rosters, well, and I wonder, I don't know this, I have no knowledge of this. I wonder the Jazz know, hey, we're going up against Sacramento. They're missing two of their better players. I mean, and I that's why, much that's so why Con- that Fox is yeah. their best player. That's why Conley's out. I, I don't know that. I don't know that at all. But it wouldn't surprise you. Uh, but if they sort of used a little logic there. Uh, an opportunity to sit him and get it, and he still should be able to get this game. Now, if the if the Kings had all their guys, that's a different story. But Fox is out for protocols, and they sent out the thing last night. Uh, I told you I'm on that list, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I forget what they said about uh, Harrison Barnes. I can look it up here. Uh, Barnes uh, left abductor tightness. So, and Marvin Bagley's, but he's. He's the guy who is really going to go down as the bust in the draft so far. He's been injured just about virtually all three years he's been in the league because DeAndre Ayton went number one, Bagley went two, Doncic goes three. Uh, At least with Ayton, he's giving you something. It's sort of like this is like a poor man's uh, Jordan and uh, Akeem. Uh, in that, I mean, I'm not equating Aiden to Akeem, so that's why I said poor man's, and I'm not equating Doncic to Jordan. But when they that draft, what was it, eighty three, eighty four, whenever that was, uh, when the it went down, and so Sam Bowie is becoming the Marvin Bag Marvin Bagley is becoming the Sam Bowie because again, he's not giving you anything. At least Aiton's giving you something. Now, he's not giving you to the level that Akeem gave you, obviously. I'm not saying that by any stretch. So I don't want to make sure that people understand that. But with that in mind, the Kings are not good, and now they're watered down. So I would think that the Jazz would be able to get this. I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, because I would have thought they would at least minimum split with uh, Minnesota. And they didn't. They lost them both. Well, Alema, as Ben says, Alema would call it a 50-50 game, but uh, thanks for that comedy, Ben. Mark, however, says zero, and Brian says none. People just getting down no, on the Jazz. No, Come on now. I don't, it, it seems I don't like they realize what Sacramento has out. Right. It seems like the number would be 70 or 80, because both teams are going to ask guys to do stuff they don't normally do, and there's nothing about that that's a lock. But, to your point, the Jazz have the more talented roster. And in the NBA, most nights, that's what decides who wins. And there are exceptions, and I think we just saw a couple of the exceptions, but you also don't get a steady stream of exceptions. Bank on the talent. Yeah, and Joe's had a couple of bad shooting games, and so he's proven to be an effective shooter. Clarkson, same thing. Clarkson's been a little more uh, inconsistent, shooting only 32% from the field. Overall, not just from three, but only, I think, 32% this month is what I saw. ESPN breaks that stuff down by months, Mm -hmm. and uh, I looked at it uh, yesterday when we were talking, and I think that's what the figure was, uh, or at least in the losses, that's what he's shooting. So uh, you'd think he's going to break out of it at some point. I assume they would slide him into the starting lineup, and so he would be good to go there, uh, and... Bogey's been shooting the ball well, uh, so that's what I'm thinking. But you know, you never know in this league here. I mean, there's as we've said a million times, everybody's got decent players. At least they got one or two of them anyway. Sacramento with the, these guys out, uh, 
Uh, you know, your your boy from the Bahamas, Buddy Heald, could have a big game. Him and DeAndre Ayton, both from the Bahamas. Well, he's a guy you'd expect to get a lot of shots. So if he gets rolling, look out. Look out. But, wow, have you ever said that? If Buddy Heald gets rolling, look, look out. Look out. Who has said that? I, I, would, I would imagine his high school coach in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That'd probably be about it. <laughs> if Buddy Yield gets going, look out. <laughs> and that's what Luke Walton will be saying tonight. Please let Buddy get going. Uh, you think Quintessons, guys, last thing we can allow happen is to allow Buddy Heald to go off. Because if Buddy Heald goes off, look out. I don't think he'll phrase it like that, but I think a lot of coaches believe what Rick Majerus uh, hammered into you as a beat writer over and over. As you look over a roster, who's their best player, who's their second best player, don't let those guys beat you. If their fourth or fifth guys beat you, great. But when you're defending, you do not give the best player a chance to get rolling. So you're calling Buddy Heald their best player now? Well, I can look at their roster, but their scoring their options would score. seem to be getting a little thin right now, given the, the stuff you've detailed here. Well, i got this Halliburton kid who's a young player on the rise, and so he's just barely getting started. And then uh, Richard Holmes is a center, and he's sort of a journeyman, but he's a decent player. And then DeLon Wright, who seems like he's on his 17th team. Yep. <laughs> uh, so not quite good enough to be a big-time player, but the good news, and actually the great news, is good enough to be in the league for a number of years. Stay in the <laughs> league long enough to get the pension. Oh, I'd have to, I don't know what the rules are, but he's got to be real close to it by now because this we're, we're five years into this thing. He's been in the league, and he's still in the league, man, so good for him. I couldn't even, I'd have to look at his resume to see all the teams that he's been with, but what's the difference? As long as you're in the league and you're drawing that paycheck. That's a win. Life is good. You didn't really, and you obviously you want to win. I get all that, but uh, the number one thing is you want to be able to uh, be in the league. And Long Wright has managed to keep himself in the league and nonstop too, uninterrupted. I don't think he's had to go to the G League or go to Europe during any of these times. So good on him. But as I look at this roster, yeah, Buddy Heald is your best player, and you could argue right now, given the fact that Barnes and Fox are out, that Buddy Heald is your best player. But the truth is, I'm not sure that I would take, as far as entertainment, I think I go with Buddy the Elf more than I go with Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy the Elf. Or would you go with Buddy Ciamillo? I'd go with Buddy the Elf. Now, who is Buddy Ciamillo, you ask? Well, one of your relatives, because Ciamillo is your mom's maiden name. But whether it's your uncle or your cousin or your great-grandfather, I have no idea. It's my cousin, and his real name was Elmer. That's I'd, my grandfather's name? I'd go with Buddy. But nobody called him uh, Elmer. So Elmer was my grandfather's name, right? And then his son, Elmer Jr., went by Sonny. And then his son, Elmer III, who's still alive, goes by Buddy. So nobody went by Elmer, except uh, my grandfather. And I hardly spoke to him over the years because he didn't speak a whole lot of English. His native tongue was Italian because he came over. His name is on the, uh, 
on Ellis Island. So I've got two Elmers in the family, but nobody went by Elmer. And my, my uncle, Sonny, 99 years old. He just died last year. And in the war, he was lost at sea for five days. How about that? Did he talk about that? Or is no. that one of those things nobody talks about? Nobody talked about it. We all knew it, but he didn't talk about it. No. Five days. Can you imagine that? I'd rather not. Man, That's, put uh, it in his obituary. It's on my. I, I linked the obituary uh, when he died last year on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, what a! I think that's through. when you. <clears throat> that's when you really emphasize that phrase. Thank you for your service. That's, oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Really, wow. really underline that and put an exclamation point on the end of that one. Five days of seas. I, I can't imagine. No, the hopelessness. You know, what are you doing for water? You read some. I've read stories. You know, I think we've all gone through school reading history. Whatever. You know, stories about uh, you know people and surrounded by sharks and the yikes. You know, just just brutal stuff. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. strafed by you know if the enemy see. I mean, there's all kinds of horrific stories out there. Absolutely. So that was my uncle Sonny, but uh, my cousin Buddy. I think I'd go Buddy the Elf over Buddy Heald. No offense to Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy the Elf for the win. As far as entertainment, oh, Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. It's, it's like a freaking top top three Christmas movie. I, I don't see how you could look, watch that movie I, 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 and not a, feel good about that's it. It's a pretty good movie. That it's really, funny. That really is. It's a modern it's day classic. Goofy. It's hard to consider it a classic when it comes out. You know, I don't know. You, the classics tend to be what you grew up with. And it's, uh, but I, I think that was a really good movie. That was really good. A lot of good moments in that thing. So with that in mind, I think the Jazz have a distinct advantage. But I thought the same thing in the last couple of games, even without Mitchell. Although I will say the Wolves, with their guys, are better than the Kings without their top two guys. That makes sense. Yes, it does, and that's the reason to be confident yeah. that the the Wolves line up Monday and the Kings line up Wednesday. Uh, going back to that thing that Talon wins most of the time, you would take the Wolves Monday lineup over the Kings Wednesday lineup. Yeah, if the Kings had Fox and Barnes and the Jazz didn't have their starting guard lineup, you'd feel different. I'd feel. I think I'd feel dramatically different. Uh, but I'm not as down on the Jazz right now as a lot of our fans and our listeners, and I say our fans, fans of the Jazz, and of course they're also our listeners, because I mean, maybe it's just the same thing to where the disgruntled tend to have a louder voice than, what would you say, the confident or the non-disgruntled, however you want to describe it. And I think that's across the board. Uh, you get that. I don't think that's unique to this situation. I think it's across the board in whatever area. The people who are upset tend to be more focal than the people who are okay with whatever the issues might be. So I think we're hearing from a lot of nervous, disgruntled might be the two, in this case might not be the wrong word, but I'm trying to make a point, uh, less confident, same old jazz type of uh, mindset. Uh, so with that in mind, I get where they're coming from, but I am not in that spot with this team right now. I mean, they're going through a lull. There's no question, but they're going through a lull without their best offensive player. I think we'd all agree with that. So what better time to go through a lull? I'd be far more nervous if they lost to the Wolves and they had Mitchell in the lineup. 
It would seem to be two different things, but I think because they won without Mitchell early in the year and because yeah, the depth because the depth has been such an obvious advantage for most of this season, the expectations, it's just the Timberwolves that they ought to, they ought to have done it. Okay, and they should have, but when you look at it now that we're done, the depth is there, but the depth didn't perform at the level that it usually does. Right. So the depth wasn't there at that point. <laughs> it's there, but you got to have the performance. It's like I've said a million times. You can have all the draft picks you want, but if you don't draft well with those draft picks, what's the difference in having the draft picks? It doesn't matter. Well, it's the same thing. You can have the depth, and they have the depth, but if the depth doesn't perform the way it normally does, then what's the difference? You really didn't have the depth. And in the other game, in the most recent game two nights ago, the depth was pretty much Niang and not a whole lot else. So the depth didn't perform to the level that it did back when Mitchell was out and as it's done many, many times. I don't think that that's going to continue. I don't think now the slump that a couple of these guys are in depth-wise, I don't think this is who they're going to be until the season is over. I would be Actually, I'd be stunned. I got too much evidence to think otherwise that this is just an opportunity for them to get out of it, the way I look at it. These next, would you say, 11 ball games? Yep, 11 and, to go. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can argue if you're going to have a slump, if you're going to have a hitting slump, a shooting slump, it's better to have it with 11 games to go than with zero games to go, and you're in the postseason when everything is magnified a thousand times over. You are largely so, echoing Mark Eaton right now. If you heard the promo, I think it ran about 45 minutes ago. It'll run probably later this morning. It'll probably run on and off all day long. So if you're listening the rest of the day and you hear the Mark Eaton promo, listen to it, and he's basically saying what PK's saying right now, which is you're going to hit a lull. You know, they've had these big win streaks, but... Nobody has 40-game win streaks. You have a lull. And so, now, the depth, how long does the lull go on and how bad does it get, that's always the question mark. And they're 6-6 six and six in their last 12. But did they just bottom out shorthanded without Mitchell against the Wolves? And now here comes the road. Here comes the upswing now. Do they play better? Or you look at their schedule, and they're going to go 3-3 three and three in their next six and get Mitchell back to full strength, and then maybe we'll see a five-game run to end the season. You know, those are you know I could loom- see that looming out there. I, I think the Phoenix ball game on Friday is going to be awfully difficult because they're going to be jacked. And as far as we know, and they got to play the Clippers tonight, uh, they're going to have all their guys. I mean, they really haven't had any load management, and they haven't had hardly. Uh, they've had a few crowders out right now, and he's a nice player for them. Uh, but you know, if he's not hitting, he's pretty much uh, over eight. We've seen that a million times over from him, but he just he provides a jolt, uh, so he's not he's not playing. So they're not one hundred percent, but they've got their key guys for sure, being Booker and Paul, and then them Aiton and some nice role players that they have on that team that can help you win ball games, not on their own, but they can help you. So I think that game is going to be really tough without Mitchell. So I've sort of in my mind written that off. Uh, as a loss, but uh, in that's why that's why I think it's it's in a sense uh, doubly important. Might be too strong, but I think it's a little more important tonight to get this win, to break the losing streak, and take your chances in Phoenix. Uh, probably not going to end the way you want it, but you go ahead and surprise me because I'm doubting you, Jazz. No, they're not listening now. They're on the road, but uh, uh, I yeah, I'm doubting them Friday night, but I'm not so much doubting them tonight. 
All right, DJ and PK, stay with us. we got more of your action coming in. We will get to that next. No Mitchell, no Conley. What shot did the Jazz have to take down the Kings? DJ and PK, hit us up on DJ and PK on Facebook. On Twitter, David DJ James. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.